0: You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing.
1: Following through and finishing just one of the topics that we are going to discuss today with Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer. She's a learning strategist, best-selling author, author of her latest book, Feel Good Learning. Okay. We need this conversation today. We need you. We need you. Yesterday. Um, I actually did a poll over on my Instagram account, sort of how motivated people were. 78% of people said not so motivated. I don't know if it's the time of year in the fall, um, you know, after summer, before the holidays, I don't know if it's where people are at in the program week eight, they've been following through. Yes. Even if they're successful, they might not be motivated. They're tired. I just want to lie in bed, drink wine, and say, fuck it all. So what do I do about that?
0: <laughs> oh, first, I really get it.
1: <laughs> I really get it. Oh,
0: and also the warmest of hellos. Oh, Gina and your hi. team and your community and you're all the best and all the hearts and all of the, like, warmest wishes. So oh, hi, hi, hi. Uh,
1: Thanks for having Thank
0: me. you. Hello. Very best. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, and I I just adore this community and what, what you're... Guiding people through, and mm-hmm. so sure, November, darker skies, world's still on fire. Uh, yeah. we're in middle of the program, so like newness and like that novelty's gone. We're not quite at the yeah. end, so we're like, hmm, lots is going on. We're between holidays, we're tired because that work stretch, you know, post summer, before any kind of holiday break. That is just a small bit of the constellation of funk that it—it uh, it really sounds like everyone's feeling. So, what's so interesting is there are micro interventions we can we can nip that in the bud. So first, I okay. think is around expectations of motivation, and I know we've touched Ooh. on this a little bit, but we can't expect motivation all glammed up to come and knock on our door and ring our doorbell and be like. I'm here, like i I'm just showing up for you to to motivate that's not that's not how motivation is cloaked. like oh, can motivate. we not?
1: <laughs> I, you know what's so interesting about you saying that is I'm lying in bed this morning and I'm just like, like maybe tomorrow motivation will come like <laughs> yeah,
0: legit. It's not going to like it's that's not gonna happen, but anybody who's done any movement for example, it has been like, oh, day one really sucks. Mm -hmm. And then the next time, like maybe it sucks a little bit less. And then the next time sucks a little bit less. And so there's something reinforcing there. Little micro accomplishments lead to more micro accomplishments. We get this sense of there's something cyclical and reinforcing. So one helpful way perhaps for your amazing community is to celebrate the wins thus far. So Dr. Beverly has already spoken so beautifully around negativity bias, right? There's so much that's wrong, we're always scanning. We're vigilant. We're looking for what's not right, what doesn't fit, what we're not doing. And we live in a context of like, not enough, not enough of anything. Like we're not wealthy enough, we're not fit enough, we're not beautiful enough, we're not fashionable enough. Like, it's just not enough. So yeah. we have negativity bias, a kind of like societal or context that's like, oh, you're just not doing it quite right. Sure, of course, we're feeling like, oh, oh, I'm missing something. I'm not I'm not getting it. But wait, what have you done so far in these beautiful 60 days? Because my fear is that, yes, the novelty has gone. That shininess, the newness is gone. But what day by day are you amassing in terms of understanding yourself? in terms of the little changes that you're making and if we don't take the time or don't pause to go wait actually i'm still here actually i tuned in actually i listened to a podcast actually i drank a fourth liter of water today whatever it is i moved a little bit more today than yesterday if we don't do that then it just feels like a never-ending slog right it's like oh this is a chore that never ends it's so hard i'm never going to get there there's nowhere. there is nowhere I'm really going to arrive where I feel successful, but success is made up of these tiny wins that we notice. We don't call them out, man, that negativity bias. is just like run rampant. It's so easy.
1: It's, it's so easy to go to that negative space. I talked about this in the live yesterday because you can see it. One person feels like not motivated and this, and then the next like just a whole train of people lining up to express that they're just, You know, they're just like they're having a hard time. They're frustrated They're whatever. But then in between that is all these wins from people. I hit my lowest low non scale victories. I feel amazing. I feel better than ever. All of that. And yesterday I was like, God, we're so drawn to that, that negative. And then I did this exercise of um, taking a moment and being proud with people and just like taking a nice deep breath, you know, feeling grounded and then really taking a moment to feel proud. I almost started crying. I actually did start crying. It was very, it was, it was difficult to go there. And I got a lot of feedback from people saying, why is it so hard to be so proud of ourselves? First of all, I need to have you and Dr. Beverly on together. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would make for a well-rounded conversation. But you 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 might have an hour. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to book off all day next Thursday. Join Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer and Dr. Beverly and I, as we discuss life um, and getting out of bed in the morning. So do you have any insight? You must see this a lot. Although people, you see them doing really well, they're perceiving that they're not doing great. And it's just really hard for them to do that. Easier said than done to be proud of ourselves.
0: Yeah, because look what's showing up, right? Imposter syndrome, Mm self-sabotage. Do I really can I really do this? I haven't, I haven't experienced long-standing success in the ways that I've been seeking before. Is this really going to work? There's so many questions that pierce through that, you know, standing radiantly in what we've done. But one of the many beauties, I think to the 91 days, and there are many, right? There's time um, for the body to experience change, for the mind and heart to experience change, to build a new habit. There's so many reasons why this three months really makes a lot of sense. But another one is because I don't know that measuring motivation or or even wins on a day-to-day basis is always very helpful for people. It's in the almost racking up. It's in that reflecting back going, okay, I had a shit day today, but when I look back at two months, I see your comments here. I'm here after two months, huge yeah. win, exclamation mark. And we can have a stellar day, but the next day might be that it's really hard to get out of bed. It feels like a slog. So if we measure the individual days, especially the ones that aren't so good, oh, that can leave us falling flat. But when we do that retrospective, that reflection you're always inviting us to do, these past two months, that's a lot of days to look back and go, oh, like on the whole, actually, what are the trends? You know, what if I if I gathered, what is that like 60 days worth of data? What is that letting me know actually about my stamina, my interest, my relationships, my desire to prioritize my health? So I, I just think that there's a real wisdom in the length of time and the number of days we can look back, which might help us from being hard on ourselves on the individual days that might not go as well as we planned.
1: This is so big because we I have been teaching a day by day approach, right? Take a day by day, set your intentions, end of day reflections, reflect on what you did really well that day, things that you need to work on the next day. But when you expand that window and you're able to, I'm thinking for myself, because you know, that's only where I can speak from. I'm having a day, I'm having imposter syndrome, I feel like I'm not good enough, I feel like I'm failing at everything. And yet, if I'm able to reflect back on everything that I've done and where I'm at, I'm like, oh. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so how do we balance that? How do we balance that day-by-day approach Mm -hmm. and you know, not get overwhelmed by, you know, oh my gosh, we only have five weeks left and then the program's coming to an end and I still have to lose a lot more weight. Like, how do we balance that day-by-day approach, but also, you know, take that, take that like how often should we be checking in on that, that, that bigger view, that bigger window of time? What a beautiful
0: question. So both have different purpose. We do the day by day or half day by half day as a way to prevent overwhelm. I I don't have to think about what I'm doing next week. I'm I'm just thinking about this day. I'm thinking about this meal. I'm thinking about this activity, this walk around the block. I'm thinking about this liter of water. That helps us from being overwhelmed and, and that kind of stuck. I'm immobilized in how worried I am and how panicked I am. Nope, we're just doing this one thing. The retrospective look back is helpful for when we're feeling that demotivation, because it really isn't going to it's not going to come knocking. It's not coming for us tomorrow. It's built through practice of recognition. Look what I'm doing over time. Right. You had a really beautiful comment um, the other day, was, I think, two days ago. I, I listened to the podcast on my drive because I can't do it any other way. That's my version of, of interacting with your program. So I, I get to listen to this beautiful conversation and somebody is like, well, I don't have any like non-skill victories this time. And you're like, wait a minute. Like you've been here for more than one group. Maybe the non-skill victories aren't new and you like the win here or the bigger non-skill victory is how long you've been experiencing a better night's sleep. Yeah. The way that you're actually hydrated most of the time. Hmm. You're, you're, you're like punctuating stress with, you know, practices of ease. Those are non-skill victories, even if they're not new. Hmm. So yeah. the retrospective is like really good fuel for motivation. So we can, we're like racking up little accomplishments so we don't beat ourselves up for the one day or the two days where we're like, I just can't that's okay because look at all the times you can't you can and that you did look at all the mm-hmm. times you
1: did Okay so day by day is more to prevent that overwhelmed feeling where as that retrospective is more when you're not feeling motivated Yeah, I think so okay think okay. So. okay so how do we recognize what we need then like, We just sometimes you just feel like you're just struggling in general, or maybe you're both. You're overwhelmed and you're not
0: motivated. Do you know? I actually think that that question is at the heart of this entire program is a recognition and an understanding of what each of us needs. I think that that's what you have been inviting us to do this whole time. So yes, it's about weight loss. Mm -hmm. yes it's about physical health but those aren't possible without time for ourselves looking at our relationships and how they potentially help or harm looking at the other supports that we need to keep ourselves well to tend to trauma and hurt Mm. pauses before we are on autopilot like emotional eating like eating out of stress or anger or loneliness so this whole program is about recognizing what we need. This whole program is about the small pause, the space in between before we do the habitual actions, before that meal, before that second help. It's not about the food. That's what you've made clear from day one. Yeah. Understanding our needs is the big invitation here. And you're asking us those in so many different ways. What is the impact of the community that you're in? What is the impact of your, your work schedule? What is the impact of the kind of physical or, um, you know, kind of holistic practices that you engage in? And it's in the feedback of those. So, one of the things that I love that you always ask and that it seems comes up on like spill the tea is you know bored like program fatigue i'm so yeah. i'm so bored <laughs> yeah i'm almost it's almost like i'm i'm so done with this yes right <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore and you're like wait the next 30ish days are going to pass anyways are we going to lean into this or are we going to kind of passively sit back i'm going to lean in to the extent that i can in my context and my capacity okay and I just like boredom in your question of understanding our needs. If we're bored, maybe that's the invitation for what are my expectations around Gina Livy's program being fun or around it being entertaining? Does it have to be entertaining? Does it have to be fun to do it? Because that's not really why we're here. Yes, you are compelling and wonderful and fun to watch and listen to that's a side benefit that's a bonus but I'm not here to be entertained by you what I take if I'm bored is like oh I need more fun and pleasure and ease and delight in my life and I don't need that from my like health and and well-being and, and weight loss program I need to go to hip-hop dance class I need to go to I need to like blast the music and dance around my house I need to join some kind of community circle to do something that isn't taking care of anybody I take care of right like enough with taking care of kids. So what is the invitation around what, what you need? And I think that that's being reflected back to us when we're in the funk or we're in the boredom or we're in the demotivation.
1: I mean, I just, I mean, what a great perspective. That it's like, I'm trying to, I, you know, this is my 20th group. I've been doing this for a while and never have I had that perspective of like, I'm always just thinking I'm, I'm boredom. I'm thinking more that you're tired, tired of, you know, showing up, tired of this, tired of that. But yeah, that it's and and what what's your expectations for what you're getting out of this program? I always say it's a fun and informative way to lose weight and reach your finally and forever goals. But to your point, it's to get a job done for a lot of people. It's just to get this fucking job done already. So you can move on for the rest of your life. And I think sometimes people are waiting until they reach that goal to start living their lives.
0: Yeah. And in fact, it's when we integrate that living our life is often when that the plateau gets broken through. It's when we see more success on that scale. So I only know this because, you know, I was a a high school teacher for years. And now I'm, you know, in the post-secondary world and doing learning strategy work. Yeah. There would be an expectation from students that teachers would be fun and funny and gregarious. And like, and sometimes that's true. How lucky is that? Yeah. The learning strategist part of me is like, how can you get what you need from this? And what you can't get from this, how can you get it somewhere else? So if what you need is fun,
1: go get it somewhere
0: else and keep doing (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm always, that's like my stress and what keeps me up at night is how do I get people to understand the benefit of following through? How do I get them to understand that in order to reach this goal, you just, you have to keep going. How do I get them to understand you just sometimes need to do what you need to do in order to, you know, do the thing that you want to achieve. Like, how do I get that? And, and to this point of this conversation today, there's so many working parts. We need like 10 different books to figure this shit out. So yeah. how do you how does someone focus in on that? And it's so indiv- this, I don't even know what I'm asking here because it's such an it's so individual for each person to figure out what they need. Yeah. So that's exactly it. For me, wow. it's very straightforward. What's resonant? Mm-hmm.
0: So we're not talking about either do this or do that. You're not saying there's one prescription here, follow this, and it's going to exactly work in this constellation. Not possible. I mean, that's the premise of 20 questions. Is like, for some people, they're already lifetime movers. For other people, that a little bit of movement is going to be the thing. For some people, it's going to be the shift in language. Oh, I have to do 30 more days. To, Mm -hmm. oh, I get to. Mm -hmm. So we can't know. Only you can know. Only each individual person can know the thing that's like, oh, Oh, that I felt that one. I felt that one. I felt that guest expert. I felt, I felt that in one person's comment and Gina's response. Good. Go with that. Then that's the thing
1: that just yesterday I was, someone asked a question or on Wednesday when Kim and I were doing, um, our tweak this week and someone asked a question. I'm like, you, you should be able to tell me that's the goal here, okay? Maybe you don't know the answer, and that's okay. but like the goal is for you to be able to know what you need, for you to ask for what you need, for you to know where you're at, for you to know what's going on. and I think that's my goal here of the program. Yes, it's like how to lose weight one one, but it's how to more importantly, how to be in tune with your body's needs one one, how to know what you need. 101, you know, to recognize, you know, your when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat, but also awareness, like what's working for you, what's not working for you. How are you feeling? You know, like, how are you showing up for yourself? There's just, oh my gosh. Yeah. So what I love
0: and what I, I'm particularly grateful to be included in the people that you bring on is because like, that's the place where I live is how to do that. Cause often people in really influential spots and seats like you're in will say oh you just do this yeah and i'm here to go how right so if you're not feeling motivated how to get motivated if you're feeling overwhelmed how to cut through overwhelm and so what you've just said is oh yeah the point is to get in touch with your body Mm -hmm. and what a normal thing, then. The next question that you are allowing, and I don't hear any other person in the space doing it, is but how do you do it? How do you reconnect with the body? Yeah. Because there's so many people for so many reasons trauma, violence, neglect, attachment, like we could go blah blah, 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 like uh, all of the reasons, overwork, stress. It's hard to feel. So then we're beginning with looking for little glimmers. We're mm. looking for tiny little flutters of like, that feels good. Or that sounds good. Or I loved that word. Or when I, when I drink water, that, that it's like a, it's, we can go to the sensation of it. We can go to the sound of it. How does it land? That's the beginning of reconnecting with the body. We don't have to think ourselves so much through this program. We can really have it be feeling based. And, and that's like when you talk to me about measuring success. Yeah. Yes, there's a number. Sure, we hope. But we don't actually have quite as much control over that as we think. Like uh, when you talk to people who've been in multiple programs and I'm one of them, where like that number ain't budging for a while. But, whoa, I like look and feel so different. Yeah. So what's the feeling state you want to be in at the end? How do you want to how How do you want to feel in your body and maybe more connected is one of them. Oh, look at that! I feel when I'm tired instead of just like go 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 more caffeine more sugar. Uh, whoa, this is a body that's tired. I am going to lay it down for a while. I'm going to rest. Oh, this is a body that's like buzzing. Oh, I use food to ground. Oh, like it's there's um you are leading us through waking up to the signals that our body is giving us.
1: Okay, so I love this whole conversation for someone repeating the January program, for example. But how do you like, how do you now midway through Go there to that, like measuring of your success. Here's a comment here. I love the app for non scale victories that I might not notice. If you look back to the graphs, there is a ton of info. It also helps when wanting to level up. The graphs don't lie, right? So, so I love that. Graphs are one way that's, I suppose, collecting data. But any other suggestions for how people like what if you're not using the app? Some people are choosing not to use the app, they're just using the information in the group or they have the book. So, but, right now, eight weeks in, how am I measuring my success? Because it seems like a lot. I've done a lot, I've got a lot ahead of me, I've lost some weight, but I have so much more I need to lose. Like, how do you stop and take a moment and like assess your success?
0: Yeah, I love that, and I feel like that's where we're really dancing today um is to, there's a kind of honoring. Uh, of all of the hard work and all of the attention, and all of the, and I'm gonna try again today, and I'm gonna try again today. Yeah. So for me, there's something that feels very important about the question: How do I want to feel by the end of this program? Oh, so that's not how many inches? Like that's such an unsettling place that so many of us have lived in for decades. What a critical, harmful space that so many of us were pushed into and we didn't even know how toxic, like how poisonous that is. I'm going to scrutinize, like what calipers, I'm going to scrutinize, painful, so painful.
1: Or people with the calendars, right? Mm -hmm. With weight loss specifically, I've done this, which is why I know they're like, okay, so next week is week nine, They only have four weeks. It's interesting because they had all the expectations in the world in the first four weeks. But then you, you, I'm like shift those expectations to the last four weeks where all your hard work is adding up, paying off. But they feel like four weeks is not enough time. They have their calendars out, right? They go, they're Xing off. Well, if I didn't lose five pounds today, I have to lose ten pounds more tomorrow, and they're like stressing out and they're feeling that pressure. And then they feel like, and I've already had people say it. Well, I know I'm not going to reach my goal by the time the program is done. So should I just take a break now and then restart in January? I can't even wrap my head around that like there's like two months before November like yeah there's like two months before January rolls around why would you just quit now or take a break and then restart like it's just wh- where's that coming from so I love this how do you want to feel not like what what what's your goal it's how do you want to we should we should feel? put that in the app how do you want to feel by the end of the program
0: and and people are already writing it right? like I want to feel strong I want to feel like I didn't give up. Oh, yes, exactly. I want to feel strong. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you.
1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: When I am facing, when I work with clients who are in similar situations. They're trying to do something. They're trying to reach a goal. And they're like, I'm I'm not getting it. I want to give up. I wanna. And I really have to be clear because you do this, you you bring such humanity. Sometimes it is not the right time, right? Sometimes we are in a life circumstance that actually just needs to take center stage. And that's really yeah. okay. So I am not a big fan of like grit at all cost. Yeah. Grit has its place, perseverance has its place, but it's not. It's not always number one all the time in our lives. Yeah. So when I'm in a situation, when I'm in a conversation and someone says, I, I, I want to like, I want to ditch this. And also, but I really, really, really want to get here. And there's like a there's like a, a real conflict there. Like, I want this so bad, but this day didn't go very well or last month didn't go very well. And you're like, is giving is giving up. And that's like pretty harsh language, like is saying, "Nope, I am just going to wait till January. Let's take that example. I'm just going to stop now. I'm going to start again in January. I just wrote about this actually in my newsletter. Does it help or does it harm? Like is that question, is it helpful? Does it nourish or does it harm or deplete? And when we're feeling taxed, and it's really hard to make that decision. And I don't know. Do I show up today? Do I drink my water? Am I really doing this week? Is that way of thinking helping me or harming me? Is my decision to go, nope, I stop until January, helping or harming? Is me eating the extra piece of my kid's Halloween candy helping or harming? And I'm not saying that all life is so easy and binary and black and white. In fact, I really counsel not that. But sometimes if there's like a real conflict between what we say we want and this moment here where I'm struggling, in the micro decisions, that can be a helpful barometer. Is this going to help? Or actually, is it harming me? Is it taking me further away from my goal? Is it leading me towards that even a millimeter? Or is it sending me in the backwards direction?
1: Sometimes I, I love that. I do that. I take a step back, right? So you can't see the forest from the trees and that's where I'll be like, okay, I can't do this shit today. I just, I need to take a step back. I need a, a bit of a break. I'm not feeling motivated. I just I don't want to, I feel like, Wah. and then I take that step back and it just allows me to be like, Oh, okay. So I do. Okay. I'm having a hard time with this right now, but I do really want this. I really don't want to quit. I mean, I do want to just say, fuck it all but at the same time I don't. And my motivation to follow through is stronger than, or my desire to follow through is, is stronger than my desire to be in the moment and just like take a break. And so I'll do that. I'll, I'll take a couple days off of whatever I'm trying to pursue or do. And then I come back almost better than ever because I've, I now fully grounded in, yep, this is what I want. Yeah. Sometimes it makes it harder. Some days are harder than others, but I do want this. And then I come back. So there is there that that is that middle ground too, where you don't have to be all or nothing. Mm. You know, you can be like, Okay, I can also just do the best that I'm, I'm doing. I've worked with clients who, because I'm like a getter done. And I've worked with some clients who are like, Hey, you know what, I am just really happy that I'm here. I'm really happy that I'm making better choices than what I was making. I'm really happy that I'm losing some weight. I'm really happy that I'm feeling better day over day. Like that's enough for me. Lay off Gina. I don't need to be like, you know, go hard or go home. Like I have mad respect for people who can function
0: in that space. I think that's so, I think that's so important. Standing still for a moment, taking Mm -hmm. stock can be a real, like another way of being really helpful or really nourishing. It doesn't have to be that toxic positivity, go, go, go make every day. Awesome. That's just not sustainable. That's what we're, that's what we're led to believe. That's what it should look like. No, Um, not every day can actually be thriving. Sometimes surviving is quite fine, is exactly what we need to do. Um, And I think you make such beautiful space for that. Um, And we can't just say, don't give up, but we can say, picture yourself, do a little, like a little micro visioning here. So it's a month from now it's a month from now what is the choice you wish you made today and maybe just standing still was enough maybe standing still could be the best possible choice instead of fuck this i'm out but can we just project a tiny little bit a month forward
1: what's the choice you wish for yourself today yeah like on a monday how you like if you before you roll into the weekend, how do you want to feel on the Monday? Totally. Right. You know how you felt before when you indulged on the Monday, you know how you felt on the Monday when you followed the plan and did the best that you can. That's like, you know, taking a bigger step back. How do you want to feel at the end of the program? Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah, And, and it takes time. I think you, that's one of the things I learned yesterday in that practice of being proud of yourself I feel this like we're go, go, go show up, do, 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 do so much going on in life, 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 life. It's hard to actually just sit here and be like, how do I want to feel at the end of the program? Like, actually, so what visualize that? Like, what, what's the what it that's hard.
0: It's hard. Yeah. And. I think you actually answered it in your question, which is it's really hard to sit and stop. Yeah. If we're go, go, go all the time. And I say that as a person who is go, go, go all the time. So I I get it. I'm not here to shame anyone. In fact, I'm here to help participate in healing or alleviating some of that. Mm -hmm. Go, go, go is how so many of us live basically every day In in a vibe of go, go, go. So even before the, what do I do with the, with when I stop, whether it's visualizing, whether it's journaling, whether it's just a moment of contemplation, whether for some people it's prayer, whether like it, the actual activity doesn't really matter. It's in the thing right underneath that, which is we're just going to take a minute. We're just going to take a minute and we're not going to be on autopilot and we're not just going to go, go, go. And I'm not going to do a habitual like, oh, there's that thing that I do. Excuse me. I'm actually going to notice it. It's like a deeply mindful thing that's happening, a deep uh, awake thing that's happening there. Oh, oh, I'm in this life. I'm holding so much. I'm doing so much. I'm so effortful in every direction. Oh, I'm going to give myself a bit of grace there. Yeah this is hard. You know, when I hear Dr. Beverly talk about the three C's, I actually misheard it the first time. I heard the capture part and I heard the correct part, but I didn't hear it as cancel. I heard it as counsel, like we're tending to our own spirit for a moment. And I felt so touched by that. And so sometimes I translate it I guess because we're in this world of like cancel culture, cancer, like I, I find that so touching as like, a, Oh honey. Right. This is like the deep work of Kristen Neff and self-compassion, like hands on face, the mammalian response that like, Oh, you're doing such a good job. Look at all the things you're doing. And so whatever the form is, it like, it, it is kind of irrespective. So it can be visualizing. It can be, I, my version would be on the floor, legs up the wall in a micro moment between a client and a meeting. Oh, I'm really here and this is my body and I'm doing a pretty good job being a person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job in this life.
1: Do you find, um, that's beautiful. And I love that. I was reflecting on this when I was out, when I was away the last couple of days and we were in Bahamas. It sounds glamorous. We were doing a lot of work every minute of the day. We were focused on what's next. What do we got to do? And there was a moment, um, on the Sunday where I was like, okay, we're done. We need to just shut it down. In fact, I felt like I was going to get a migraine. If I kept pushing. And so I said to the team, we gotta shut her down. So we decided to go to the beach club or whatever. And you're, I don't know how old you are, you look amazing, but I'm assuming you're old <laughs> enough to remember. I'm Pardon? 42. I'm 42. Oh. Okay, amazing. So old enough to remember when we didn't have phones. Yeah. And I had a moment, and I'm definitely showing my age, where I everywhere I looked, people were on phones. They just were they were walking like this, walking like that. And it was just, I said to myself, where's the downtime? Like, I'm thinking back to when, if I would have gone to the beach and didn't have a phone, how I would like have that, like those moments, those Mm -hmm. reflective moments. I think our, our phones just keep us go, go, go. If I'm not like doing, if I'm not doing something, I'm on my phone. It was just, it was a lot. Have you found that, that that's really problematic? Um, Sure. I mean, so now you're talking to
0: an educator who like every variation of distraction of profoundly fragmented attention. I mean, that's who I'm really in service of from like grade five high school post secondary Uh, parents who are coming back being like, I'm training to be this. And I like really can't pay attention. The thing that I also find so fascinating about what you've just described, and that's like such a compassionate thing, all of those humans on phones, but I also see in addition to distraction is a desire for pleasure like a desire for fun because we work so hard. And do you know there's some really beautiful thinking about this? There's an idea of time confetti where we think we need big breaks. I need I need a weekend retreat. Yeah. I need a week off. Yes, and what about the moments of rest, pause, reflection, break? Delight, fun, play in a day. This isn't going to do it for us. It's an easy like. Oh, if I just scroll. Well, it's like what a what a relief. It shows up in things like. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. It's so funny, but it's called revenge bed- bedtime procrastination. Like your sleep experts probably do this. Where, and many of us who are parents notice this. If you have worked all day and work in all of its forms, it doesn't have to be in a, in an office, in all of the form that labor and work and effort happens as a parent, as a caregiver, as a volunteer, all of that. And you haven't had a break. There's been no relief or ease. Mm -hmm. How easy it is to be like, I'm just going to watch one more episode, but it's like 1130 and you, and your alarm set for five, you know, It's actually going to have a ripple effect that's not helpful on stress, on coping, on eating, right? But in this moment, where does that come from? I haven't had a minute's break. I haven't had a minute's pleasure all day. So what does that tell us? What's that, right? Your program, the opportunity for understanding and feedback. What's the invitation? Oh, Mm. I really need to ease off and like have a laugh, have a giggle, talk to a girlfriend during my day. 15 minutes. What would that feel like? What would it feel like? Put on your favorite song so loud and dance, like really lights off, go for it. What would that feel like? What can you give yourself instead of just like this? Because unless this is very nourishing for you, (laughs) I don't think it's very nourishing for you.
1: Yeah, you're not getting out of it what you want to get out of it. And that's where you need to be like, why do I keep doing this? And I'm just making myself tired and miserable the next day. But what is it that I need? So we and I need, need that type of I, I am confetti sprinkled throughout I am confetti. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So you've given us a lot today, but let's talk about specific strategies for making it to the end of this fucking program already. <laughs> oh, how, do we, yeah. how do we yeah make it through? Is kay. it a combination of day by day reflecting back, collecting data, what are some like Strategies for being here at the end.
0: Yeah, I love this. So, like, if I could just—I don't get teachery or bossy very often, but if I could be bossy with everyone so kindly for a moment, how about her. Okay, so let's just do the thing of like I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, and is anything landing? Like, oh, that would work. Oh, I like the sound of that. Oh, I'm kind of curious. So that we're just—that's like our only—that's our barometer. That's the how we know we're going to try. Okay. So 31 days is it that you're going to try one of gina's 20 questions for each of the 31 days Mm -hmm. are you going to try to incrementally increase your water for just each of the 31 days are you going to have a kind of little micro movement challenge are you going to single kind of single laser focus on stress. I'm just going to kind of dance with the interrelationship of stress and, and me in this program. Cause like I got the food sorted. I got the, oh, that's stress. I'm like, really, I'm not doing anything about my stress. Am I going to, I've been kind of interested, Dr. Beverly, she really speaks to me. I'm going to seek out some additional therapeutic support. What could you make interesting purposeful, engaging, motivating for yourself for the next 31 days. So we're going to maybe right at the center of our piece of paper. If you've got one, how do you want to feel? Ooh. How do you want to feel? So you are at the center. And so then we can go, hmm, what one thing could I look at in my relationships? What one thing could I do towards my physical health? That would contribute to that feeling. What one thing could I do in my community or in my workplace? What one thing could I right? Okay, so we can do it that way. So you see, all I'm doing is like there's many different ways to do the next 31 days. There's never a singular way. We're unique learners, we're unique bodies with unique histories and unique identities. So what can you do to make the individual days? Of the next 31, which are going to pass anyways, feel uplifting and hopeful and worthwhile. And like you are actually moving closer to where you want to go, what you want to achieve, and most of all, what you want to feel.
1: It's that conscious choice to be hopeful. And like you said, like so many people, hope is so important when it comes to weight loss, because so many people have been trying for so long. They need to feel hopeful that they can do this, that they will do this, because they cannot stomach not doing it again, a lot of people. So I love that whole, that how do you want to feel at the end of the program? Mm-hmm. But don't put it at the end, pull it to the now That's and that. make it your central focus. And then think of all the things that will feed into you feeling those feelings and getting to that place. There's a lot of forward and en- forward energy in that. Like there's that, you know, you can stop and feel the energy of what you are doing, how you're thinking and how you're feeling. It's, it almost, it almost moves you forward totally. as opposed to that. Totally. stuck. I,
0: totally. Exactly. 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 So it's a different way of thinking about or considering goal setting. Often our way of goal setting is very much based on metrics. It's in most um, modalities of goal setting, smart goals, stretch goals, like, Fine, 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 fine. I'm so much more interested in holistic, spacious, humane, sustainable ways of reaching our goals. And if we put how we want to feel at the center and then the activities, relationships, practices that contribute to that feeling. And then how do I do a little bit of those? How do I integrate those in my day? So you're right. It's totally hopeful. And I think this was in our first conversation when we did the kind of before starting hope. And one of my business mentors said this to me, I love this so much. Hope is not a plan. So that's why we do these conversations. And that's why you have all these like really so, so heartfelt people on your show. Hope isn't going to do it. Hope is a necessary ingredient, but it's not the thing that's going to do it. So how do we scaffold hope with plans like this one day and my hydration and my stress and my sleep and my relationships and my pausing from go, go, go and my visualizing where I want to be at the end.
1: Ooh, so so hope and motivation, that's everybody's plan when it comes to weight loss. That's everyone's plan is is hope and motivation. And they keep looking to that, looking to that, looking to that, looking to that, looking to that without having an actual plan. And I, this is what I love about the program, if I could put that this perspective for people, it's how to do, how do 101, right, systematically do the things that you need to do physically and mentally in bringing up all of these fields that you need to work through, the issues, the associations, the beliefs, the traumas, like you say, but there's like, there's so much more to it and how you make it individual to yourself is by using the tips, that you spoke on today. I highly suggest to everyone who's listening to this now and knowing that go back and listen to it again, go back and listen to it again from your, your, what you need and where you are at. And like, this is a whole blanket conversation, but pull in the pieces, listen to it with a pen and paper and, and, and go through this. Cause the whole thing has been a practice and a, what to do to be here at the end. It's a lot. If I were,
0: An athlete training for something. Mm. I am not going to practice or train based on whether I feel like it. And I can't hope myself towards the end. When I wrote my book, I couldn't hope myself towards finishing a book. It was how many words do I need to write every day? And if I was unwell, my kids unwell, my husband's unwell, I'm going to do fewer words today. And maybe fewer words tomorrow, but I'm going to write more words here and here. And I planned it so I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to get down on myself. The reality of my life on this day is I can't write that many words. I'm going to shift that. I'm going to put it into the calendar. I know when it's going to happen. I can turn down the volume on how hard I'm being on myself. Okay, so if I want to get somewhere, hope isn't going to be the only way that I get there. It's not going to be enough. It's not a firm enough bridge to stand on. So how do I support that? How do I scaffold that hope with the plans of each day? And how lucky are we that we have your book so full of different ways of constellating those plans? Is it based on, I'm going to ask myself those four questions. The only thing I'm going to do the next four weeks, I'm going to get those four questions until they are automatic. That's my one thing. Cool. And I'm going to check it off on the calendar and I'm going to, or I'm going to do X's. I'm going to do X's on the calendar. And how many X's can I connect day to day to day? And I love your invitation. Yeah. People go back and they listen to this and they go, what's the glimmer? Like, what's the thing that felt doable, fun, useful, uplifting, or like, yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds about
1: right. Yeah. Or your takeaway is okay. You're good. (laughs) You may have some big feels, and feel like you're not motivated and feel like you're not doing great. But if you're listening to this today, you're like, okay, I'm in this. I'm doing a little bit of this. I'm doing a little bit of that. Like, and, and that's good too. You don't have to walk away from this with like all this homework and things that you need to do either, you know? Hopefully. So if you're like, okay, this is great. Like I, I'm already doing this. I love that. Sometimes when I listen to people's podcasts and think, oh my God. And then I'm like, I'm already doing it. Look at me. I'm already here. I'm already doing it, but I was judging my success based on a certain result rather than on all the other ways I'm showing up for myself and doing what I need to do at the end of the day.
0: Tina, that's literally the very first question you asked me. How like (laughs) measuring success. Yeah. What an what an important and incredible way to pierce through how flipping hard we are on ourselves. Yeah. In a world that's like you're not enough, you're not doing enough wait a minute.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm still here. Amazing. Dr. Dita Kara Schaefer, I absolutely love and adore you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you know how hard everyone is working to actually make change in their life. And I just love that you take the time and be so connected to our community. Uh, The author of Feel Good Learning, How to Prioritize, Focus, Study, and Learn Everything Better, because isn't that what we're doing? We're unlearning, we're relearning, we're learning new things, we're learning new things about ourselves, we're learning. How to make change and reach our goals, make sure you pick up your copy. We are going to do a giveaway on this, I believe later today, so keep an eye out for that. But I also know people are going to want to know where to find you, so where can they find you?
0: Like, does everyone know how amazing Gina is? Like you <laughs> you are so helpful to your community. So thank you for asking that. It never I never take that for granted. So I'm trying with my whole little heart to be 1% Gina in the learning world. <laughs> uh, that would that's my measure of success. <laughs> can I do like yeah. uh, and so people can find me at awakenlearning.ca. People can find me on my Instagram at awakenedlearning. And we have a whole team now, people who are here to help little learners and uh, teenage learners and older learners and the transition spaces in between and are welcoming to all learners. ADHD, every every possible way of learning, we're here mm. to support from math to writing to the technologies that can be useful. So that's how you can find us. We're trying to make, you're trying to make a change in, in this world and in my own
1: way, I'm trying to make a change in how learning happens.
0: So thank you for Ooh, I that.
1: that. I love that. And I'm going to get on book in that session with, uh, you, me and Dr. Beverly, because that okay. would be amazing. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for everyone who is joining us live and all your questions that you've been and comments that you've been making. Um, thanks to everyone who's listening by way of our podcast. And of course, uh, thank you, Dr. Dina Kershiefer until next time. Thank you. Thanks, Tina.